2: They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time
3: partners.
4: Hang in there, big guy.
3: There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk.
2: Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball,
3: you steve. It's Willard and Dibs. Uh! on ninety five seven, the game.
2: it is Super Bowl week. Oh, my God, let's do this. Let's do this. and it is it's a special day. There's gonna be three of these this week. So I want to start off right away by inviting all of you. Now, if you're a traditional ninety five seven the game, Listener, driving around, delivery trucks, whatever, um, if, if that's the deal, then obviously come 3.30, our Warriors coverage is, uh, is going to get started, and we would invite you to, e- A, either tune in over on the app, or B, um, get over to YouTube. And the YouTube way is a completely different way if you've never done it before. A lot of you know, obviously, but uh, it's a completely different way to take in the show. You can see the show, and there is a chat that you can also participate in. And I will tell you right now that if you are a YouTube chatter, or if you would like to become one by 3.30, we will be infinitely more focused on your comments there, reacting to them, commenting back almost like a live stream because that's what it's going to be. We're not taking any calls and we're not taking any breaks. 3:30 to 6.
3: No breaks. No breaks? No calls.
2: No windows,
3: no breaks, no calls, and no windows, no doors. I mean, that's it. What are we doing? So here?
2: get on over there because it's going to be the Willard and Dip Super Bowl party. So
3: no calls, but what if nature calls? Am I going to have to go? Like, get up and go. Am I have to go? Depends. Adult diaper here.
2: Like I'm not able to go on a three minute no breath rant. See you, dude. Good point. Go go pee. You're fine all good we'll figure it out go play yeah go do your thing or i'll hit you know something that kyle
3: shanahan <laughs> said smash a button
2: yeah yeah all good let me pull this over here right now actually so that we uh we got access to all of this but i'm excited man and and uh, and i will tell you that our, our good buddy john avello uh draft gonna join us at 4 15 on that stream And at some point, we should call Rich Ornberger, um, our buddy down in San Diego, also with Fox Sports Radio, because he said something earlier today, and I had to text him because I'm like, buddy, you're not allowed to say stuff like that. Now we have to call you. And he goes, yeah, that's my fault. Uh, You can go ahead and call me. That's fine. Because this is basically what he said. I thought it started out with kind of an inspired thought. Brock Purdy, or whoever is the 49ers quarterback, is basically like watching a quarterback through an Instagram filter. So in other words, you take all your imperfections and you just cover them up. I like that. And so then he goes on to say, look, if Kirk Cousins was the 49er quarterback, they'd be in the Super Bowl this week. And I'm like, I'm listening. And he goes, if Geno Smith were the 49ers quarterback, They'd be in the Super Bowl this week.
3: Whoa, hold on a minute. Uh, hold on just a stinking minute, Ornberger. Time out. San right. Francisco. Totally. I'm going to take a
2: timeout. Here's a question I want to throw at you. You tell me. So, everyone seems to agree that if one person has the most pressure on them in this entire Super Bowl, it's who?
3: It's Kyle Shanahan.
2: Agreed. No doubt. Agreed. However... Here's what I'm struggling with, with the, d- the debate, and the conversation we've all had all year long. If the presence of Kyle Shanahan creates a system that literally means half the league can be your quarterback and you will succeed. If that's the case, why hasn't he been signed to a lifetime contract yet? Because I don't think such a thing has ever existed. What you're essentially saying is, and so many of you, damn it, with his play calling and he turtles up at the wrong moments. Right. But in the other side of your mouth, you're you're suggesting that his system is so good. He doesn't even need a good quarterback. What other coach in the history of Chuck's Notes ever can say that. So if that's how we really feel about Kyle Shanahan, sign him until he's 75.
3: Well, it depends on what you want to do at quarterback because when he gets to a point where Brock Purdy is going to make big-time quarterback money, we'll see if he can build around him the way that they've built around him on a rookie deal. Fair. And I do think about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and you remember all those years late in Tom's career when he took way less than he could have because he wanted his team to be better. And because of that, they won more than they would have if Tom was the top-paid quarterback in football. And maybe part of that was the fact that you know, he had a very wealthy wife at the time, and so he was not hurting for money, and he's a different dude, and he wanted to win more than he probably wanted to make max, max money. So we'll see if Shanahan can do that, or if Shanahan wants to do that, when Brock Purdy's up for big money in two and a half more years.
2: It's interesting. I mean, we sit here without anywhere near enough of the info, but just... The perception of Brock Purdy, it sort of feels like somebody who's not gonna walk in um, and and demand top dollar. I I don't even I, I don't know that he could, but then you also have to wait and see what's the resume at that time. Right, right. Has he won a Super Bowl? Has he won two? But, you know, he can't even negotiate this until after next year. Exactly. If he ends up, like, what if it's another run through the playoffs? What if it's another one seed? What if it's another Super Bowl? If it's two Super Bowl appearances or three NFC Championship game appearances and one ring or whatever, if you if you have all that, can that guy walk into the room and be like, $55 million? Let's go. Sign it up. And if he does say that, you're the Niners. What do you do? I mean, we need all of that info first, uh, for sure, but I don't know, man. I don't know it's he's he's at that spot where it's so early in his career, and I do bet that he he is probably aware I think we all are like he's bigger and better because of Kyle, at least in some form, right, like a portion of this is. Kyle and the roster and all like yes he's elevated by what's around him
3: I'd argue that that goes both
2: ways right
3: but I think he's aware of that don't you for sure but when you get through whatever he gets through this year he's in the Super Bowl next year they should be successful at least at some level and then you get to where you're extension eligible it's hard to say well you know I'm a product of Kyle and all the guys around me so I'm going to take 20 million a year less than I probably could command I think that when you get to that spot, it's going to be hard. As much as he is a guy without ego, when you get to that spot, I think that he's going to want to get as much money as he possibly can. Anyone would.
2: Yeah. Well, of course. Of course. And and he will. And he will deserve that. I mean, that's the thing. Everyone wants to label this. They all want to label it. And I don't think you can. You can't yet. And I easily reach the time where i don't care anymore is brock
3: purdy elite
2: Ah. doesn't matter he's playing in february i don't even know how to answer that anymore
3: and is he elite if he wins on sunday and he's not if he loses i mean what does that mean and I, i think that's where we get caught as a sports watching society is we start to label guys and is patrick mahomes elite Yeah, he's elite. He's won two Super Bowls, and he's going to his fourth, and he might win three or four, and he's doing things that almost no quarterback. There's a very short list of quarterbacks who've been to as many and have won multiple. Like Jim Kelly went to four in a row and won zero. He's now going to his fourth, and he's won two, and not that many quarterbacks have won three. I think the list is a total of Hmm. four or five guys. We could probably name them, Aikman, Bradshaw, Brady Brady, Montana. Montana. And that mm, might be it.
2: I don't want to say Mahomes because he would need to win this week. No, but
3: that I think yeah. might be the list of four. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who we might be missing in ah. terms of you know, Bradshaw's got the four and right. Montana's got the four and right. Brady's got sixteen 17, or seventeen. Yeah, I lost yeah. I lost count. <laughs> so I mean, you're going to be on a very, very short list. Very short list. In terms of guys who've even been to four, it's not that long. So does Brock need to win this to be elite or not elite? No, I don't think that this game... No, well,
2: not at age 23.
3: No, and I think that answers your question about who is under more pressure or our question on the YouTube feed, who has more to gain? Is it Kyle or is it Brock? I think it's Kyle, and it's not close in terms of... You know, Kyle's been around now for a long time, doing it as a coordinator, and he's been in the league, and his dad's got two, and this one would mean a lot more to Kyle than it would to Brock, I think. I agree completely
2: on that. I I, I guess maybe the question I'm actually asking is, um, do some of you while acknowledging the pressure that's on uh, Kyle Shanahan, the importance, whatever, like would it mean the most to him? I don't even know how to phrase all that. This matters so much to everybody involved. But um, if you want to acknowledge that about Kyle Shanahan, okay, then are you putting your opinion of Kyle fully on this game? Maybe that's the way I'd love to ask it, because it feels to me like a lot of people are. The opinion of Kyle rides on... I I think this is the mind of some. This is chance number three. I reject that, by the way, because we've never done that to a coordinator ever in the history of ever. So this is not his third Super Bowl. It's his second. It's his second as a head coach. But um, for a lot of people, this is chance three. You choke once. You choke twice. If you choke a third time, that's officially your label. I would argue that for me, this is not to say that Kyle is is undiscussable after this weekend, but you're not going to break my opinion on Kyle Shanahan no matter what the hell happens this weekend. Or anyone's this opinion. Did, now, if you want to go, is this guy elite? Yeah.
3: He's elite. Oh, yeah. But I do also big big think that elite. the idea of he can't win the big one, it, it exists and it lives if they lose this one and you can say what you want about Atlanta, and I agree with you, he was the coordinator, and he was not the the author of the 28-3 meltdown. He was a part of it. Sure, they all were. He was on the staff. So does he get coordinator credit for that? Of course he does. But then you lose up 10 against Kansas City, and then if you lose this one again to Kansas City, people can say, well, you still haven't won the big one, and that's true. It doesn't mean he's fired. It doesn't mean anything about... Whether or not he's a, a good coach, it just means that he still hasn't gotten to that point. And it took his dad a lot longer than it's taken him. And
2: Andy Reid. And,
3: and many coaches. And, and
2: so many. I mean, Bill Belichick. Harbaugh. Oh, I mean... Jim, not John. Right? John's got one. John's got one. Right. Jim, Jim still doesn't have one.
3: If you look at the list of coaches who have one, I think the number is 34. 34 coaches all time have one. A Super Bowl, and you look around the league right now. Tomlin's got one, John Harbaugh's got one, Andy's got a couple. Uh, Dougie P's got one somehow, and That's now he's okay. in Jacksonville. Yeah, teach me how to Dougie's got one. Pete Carroll, uh, no longer with us, the gum chewer. Yep, he got one. Yep, so it's it's few and far between. McVegas has one. Oh, God. We know that. <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's look that that's the deal. So um, it's hard. Yeah, it's it's really really hard. One guy gets it every year. Yeah, and I mean by the way, so you know we mentioned that uh, the no calls starting at three thirty. We'll certainly take them now, though. We'll stay. So 70 Is your opinion of Kyle Shanahan riding on this game? Is it is that? How many of you feel? 888-957-9570. This is a little bit of a parenthetical point. I'd like to make it though. Just something I was listening to the guys kind of bark about on the way over here, Steinie and Goo. They're having a good discussion. But but something hit my head with this whole idea of uh, you know, Goo was getting real passionate about like it's okay for a fan to be upset that two 10-point leads in the second half have been coughed up. And he is referring to Super Bowl four years ago, and then the lead against the Rams in the NFC title game a couple of years ago. After what we've watched the last two weeks, do you want to know what thought kind of popped in my head? And I don't want this to sound like an excuse. A lead in the fourth quarter is a lead. A 10-point lead, though? What the hell is a 10 That's nothing. It's nothing in the NFL. You just watched the 49ers erase a 17-point deficit in less than a quarter. They came out in the third quarter, kicked a field goal, and then like four minutes later, the game was tied. So I, I, I just I think that the label, it's got to go both ways. If you want to say, oh, coughed up 10-point lead in the NFC title game, okay, dot, 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 erased 17-point deficit. In the exact same game. So, I, I guess my overall point is not that those weren't missed opportunities. It's that sometimes we create labels that we shouldn't. I would love for all of this to be a little bit more label-free. It doesn't matter if Brock Purdy is, quote, elite in your mind. It just matters what is. Do, do, do they win the game? Do they not win the game? Are the Niners better with him? Are they better without him? Same thing with Kyle Shanahan. Uh he made some wrong calls. He's made some mistakes in big games. He's made some brilliant calls in big games. He's not a choker. He's not a choker. That's a, that's a lazy label. Well,
3: when you're the play caller, you're the head coach, it's hard to really look at a coach and a play caller and say, you choked, unless you make a blatantly bad call, or if you panic. and I don't know if you can look at coaches and, and apply the choker label to them. That one's hard for me. It's a me. good point because like you don't go out there and play, right? So they're up twenty-eight to three, and he's calling plays, and he choked because his quarterback fumbled on his own twenty, and that's that's on Kyle. I, I don't get that.
2: I, I, I agree with you completely. Um, all right, you want to be featured on our Red and Gold Hotline? Give it a ring right now. Leave a message. Let us know how excited you are about your team being in the big game. Okay, here's the number 628-400-9880. 628 49880 it's brought to you by Somsation Wine the wine company experience some of the best wines you've yet to discover at psalmsation.com plus we're sponsored by Flag and Anthem and another reminder uh, one hour from now the Willard and Dib Super Bowl party online starts you can go to the Odyssey app you can go to YouTube I'd start dialing up the YouTube feed get it all figured out right now so you're logged in you can comment we will be uh, commenting back with you both online and over the stream so get on over there your phone calls though welcome now at 888-956 79570 is everything you're thinking about Kyle Shanahan riding on this game or not. This is weathered and dips.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Now, back to
3: Willard and Dips on 95.7 The Game. Woo.
2: Trying to super serve the audience over here, Dibs. Do it. Do well, it. No, I already did it. Like, I spent that whole break typing. Oh, yeah, you yeah, did? Yeah, I'm answering all kinds of questions on YouTube because I'm serious, man. That's a great I, question. Yeah, Thank you, Doc. want to get everybody over to YouTube because in less than an hour, the Willard and Dibs Super Bowl party starts. And so during the breaks, want to be very, very active in answering questions and making fun of people. That's what we do. Uh, we're sports fans. We get together every afternoon and, uh, and and torch one another. This is what this is what friends do. Okay, friends, don't let friends be nice to each other when it comes to sports. That's right? Not how it works? Right. No. So let's have some fun. You guys make fun of us, then we'll rip you for being here. Uh, except for actually, what we really want is for
3: you to be here. Yeah. Okay. And we're thankful, but uh, don't cross us, or we'll come at you. Yeah. We'll just type, type, type away at you. We will serve you. And speaking of getting served, man, I hate to see somebody get served like that. <laughs> not since I was at the deli counter had I seen someone get served.
2: Uh, listen, it's Super Bowl week i'm coming in hot i'm coming in hot okay so and while the show is going on obviously makes it much more difficult for us to type a response but get into the chat window and you can throw out questions comments opinions whatever and uh and and we'll hop in and and talk about it if it's interesting if it's interesting okay we're streaming live on Twitch and YouTube already right now, as always. Twitch.tv slash 957 the game. YouTube.com slash 957 the game. It's never been more appropriate than now to say this line. Watch us live. And if anyone swears, you get to hear it. And Dibs has been practicing all morning which oh, swear really? word. Thank you. Which swear words he's going to use. Yeah. Yeah. Starting at 330. Yeah. Um, Text the your favorite cuss word into 40705. I'm kidding. Don't do that.
3: No, you can. Um, you can. But yeah. And yeah. I, I said on our preview video that I would release my top five curse words, and I'll wait until we get uh, on the stream only. And uh, you know, I was thinking about it on the drive-in today, because I, I like to swear, and
2: <laughs> it's what I do. Especially while you're in their car. Well,
3: it's funny, because my two older kids, who are 22 and 20, I used to cuss around them all the time, and neither one of them ever... Ever, ever, ever would swear. Oh. In what? front of their friends, at school, in front of me. Still true to this day. F no. Okay. Yeah, they, well, you know, <laughs> now the big fella's 22. Yeah. And his brother's 20, so occasionally they'll get into it. Well,
2: you know what they did is they just, uh, they lived the life that everybody lives, which is you spend your teenage years going, I am never going to be like my parents. Dude,
3: yes, and that then, was the best thing I ever did as a dad.
2: And then you become your parents.
3: Well. That's I, just how it works. And I showed them how it works. I showed them when they were teenagers how dad rolled. And that's why they both uh, chose to be straight A students. Oh, good for them! Because I showed them, I showed them my college transcript, and there are letters that look made up, mm-hmm. like U's and W's and I's. Dude, O's. I had every vowel in there you. except the one you want. That's
2: why you ended up on Wheel of
3: Fortune. Hey, You're yeah, like, I'm trying to buy, yeah, I'm trying to buy a
2: vowel over here. Goodbye, vowel. Um, anyway, uh, you su- can subscribe to the channel for all of the 95.7 The Game content, Twitch and YouTube. You hit the little thumbs up button. If you like the show, you can do it round the clock here. Um, we've got everything on, on YouTube always, all of our shows. But today and Wednesday and Thursday, extra special when we get into the Warriors broadcast, we will pretty much only be there. Odyssey app and YouTube, commercial free, phone call free. And clean word free. We may do an entire hour with nothing but cuss words. You won't. Uh, you're right. I won't. It's all. <laughs> it's all powered by First NorCal Credit Union. You're a
3: good guy. I probably could, but I won't. Well, it's three thirty. Also,
2: like it's on my mind. I'm like, I get it. Right. Bob goes to pick up his kids at school. They're hopping the car. He's got his phone plugged in. He's listening to the app. And he's sitting there going, like, it'd be great if the kid, like, my daughter doesn't hop in and go, Dad, I heard Taylor Swift's got a new album coming out. Can we listen to all of her songs again on the way home? And he's sitting here going, man, I I wish one day... You just like let me listen to Willard and Dibbs talk about especially Super Bowl week. Super Bowl Honey, week, bro. So Caitlin, can we can Caitlin. we listen? Can we listen to a little bit of Super Bowl countdown? And right as he says it, he turns it up and we're like bleep 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 bleep, bleep. Yeah, Caitlin. and he's just like I'm out. i How you I like can't me get. now, Caitlin? <laughs> uh,
3: Taylor bleep and swift, Caitlin.
2: He's like, i, I, I got to turn this off. So that's not my goal. Just
3: 10 seconds on Taylor Swift. Hey, go for it. Show up on time. What happened? I don't know if you watched the Grammys last night. I but did not.
2: I saw all the highlights. They're underway. She was standing up during
3: that fast car. Yeah, that Tracy fast Chapman car with Luke Holmes was incredible. Trevor Noah's doing his opening monologue, yeah. and in she breezes with wow. her four security people. Hey, Tay-Tay. Show up on time. She a big deal, dude. I know. She, she a big damn
2: anyway. deal. She a big damn deal. All right. Um, all right. All right. Yeah, let's take some calls. Let's go. Oh, Row in Concord says it's going to be a blowout. I wonder in, in which direction. What up, Ro? What are you doing?
6: Hey, man. How much? It's finally my day off. Uh, I love you guys' show. I try to catch it every week uh, whenever I can Thank when, you, when I'm not Ro. working at the restaurant. Oh. And um, I honestly feel like everyone's just underrating, like, like, Spreads too close, and I feel like the Niners are going to make a statement this year. And chanahan has got a good wake-up call after the whole game that happened on Sunday, with blowing, you know, like just coming from behind and whatnot. And he's going to make the changes that we need to make. And I feel like it's going to be at least like a ten-point or plus more of a blowout, in yeah. my opinion.
2: Well, Ro, you're certainly never going to hear me turn down positivity. Because it's my favorite damn okay. thing in the whole world. So I love that. Oh but can I, but yep. hold on. Yeah, but, but, there's a but. There's a but.
4: <laughs> yep. Go ahead. This is, this is my
2: question How many times, when the 49ers either lose or underperform, are we going to use the phrase wake up call? How many times you need Here. to wake up? You're kind of starting to turn into my teenagers who I need to go into their room eight <laughs> times every morning to wake them up. It's like, that's enough wake-up calls. Let's go. Dad, Get up. out of it. I'm you, up, actually,
6: you actually hit that right on the dot, man. And, you know, just I, I just feel like just being a faithful and just being hopeful, um, you know, we got this chance to, like, be there. I feel like the players are going to show up, and this is – they're a game to lose. And with everything that's out there for them to gain with this, like, we're not going to be able to have these guys in a couple of years. Not everyone on the roster that we have right now. That's so this true. is their prime. This is their game to lose. Um,
2: so. Roe, I ain't mad at anything that you said. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate Thanks, it. Ro. Enjoy your day off. Yeah. That, that's the one thing. And I that's that's fandom. I get it. But it, it does feel like that with the 49ers this year. Their roster's so good. We think they're so good. They're the favorite. And all of those wonderful things. So we do hold them to a very high standard. And when they don't hit that standard, oh, that was a wake-up call. Maybe, or maybe we've overrated them. Like, I still sit here getting ready for the Super Bowl, not 100% sure of that answer.
3: Well, and we've overrated the defense, I think, primarily because the defense has been a little bit shaky the last couple of weeks, and if you want to talk about overrating them, look no further than Vegas, where the Niners are 9-10 and this year against the spread. Yep. So, as much as the number has been big, they have not delivered in relation to their their one loss record when well, they wind up the year at uh, 13-4, and and so they're 15-4, and right, yep. including the playoffs, and... That is uh, 12
2: and 5 actually.
3: The 12 and 12 5. 12 and 5.
2: Yeah, because of the Rams thing at the Oh, NBA. they lost football. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. So, so yeah.
3: 14 and 5. Yeah. So 9 and 10, their their ATS against the spread is 5 games worse than it, what their actual record was. So it, maybe Vegas overrated them maybe. as much as anyone. I mean, it's a good point
2: at the same time, it, it's like the, some of those numbers are, were crazy. Some of the numbers are absurd and right. but, uh, and I would argue there are two games that were BS supposed non-covers. First of all, Sean McVegas, week two. He got you. What the hell are you doing? Backdoor. Kicking a a buzzer-beater field goal, and the number closed at 7.5. Now, a lot of people got it at 6.5 or 7 earlier in the week, but it goes as a loss. Same thing against Tampa Bay. Backdoor cover Baker Mayfield. Uh, if I remember correctly what was the final score of that game was it 27 to 14 or 27 to 13 or what was that one
3: against Tampa against 27 Tampa. 14 2714
2: now the game closed at 13 and a half goes down as a loss. Mm. A lot of people got it at 12. Bad beat. A lot of people got it at 12 and a half. I won. I got that thing at 12 and a half. So, I I I do think they're also based on the large spreads and the way sharps were betting those numbers up. There are a couple of Fakakta losses, if Fine. you will, but your point stands. Green Bay, you're your favored
3: stands. by 10.5, you win by 3. Detroit, you're favored by 7.5, you win by 3. Those are the ones that I look at in terms of, geez, where are we at? And this game's 1.5 or 2 in Kansas City against the spread, 12-7-1. They were tied for third best in the NFL. So yep. in terms of Rose phone call and you know predicting a 10-point or more blowout this one feels to me like it's gonna be a one or two point game either way well I also would argue a 10 point game is not a
2: blowout that's not a blowout like not not at all right you know what I mean like I know the number is two and so that would um, feel like an easy cover if you will. But that's part of the point I was making earlier. Like, if you're, hello, Forty Nine er fans, if you're up by ten in the fourth quarter, game not over yet.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Niners won like, eleven games this year by ten or more. Eleven. Jeez. And of those, that's a lot. Pittsburgh, they were favored by one. That's a cover. They were favored by ten and a half over the Giants. They covered. Favored by fourteen and a hook over Arizona. They covered. They won by nineteen. Mm-hmm. Favored by three and a half over Dallas. Big that's cover. a cover. Big covers. Favored by three over Jacksonville. Big cover. cover. Favored by 13.5 over Tampa, as you mentioned. That's a no cover. Uh, By 7 over Seattle, cover. By 3 over Philly, cover. By Seattle, by 14.5, no cover.
2: No cover. They
3: won by 12. By 12 over Arizona, cover. By 14 over Washington, cover. So they covered some big numbers. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Like I mean, that many double-digit wins is why they're favored in the Super Bowl. Right. They have outscored their opponents, outgained their opponents up there with, with the best in the NFL. They, they are number one, I think, in outgaining. And I think they were number two, maybe, in point differential. And that was mainly because the Cowboys get to play the Giants twice. Right. And, and like half their point differential was those two games. So, yeah. Like, they've been the best team in football. It
3: doesn't feel like it in the last two weeks, No, though, it
2: doesn't. But they've been the best team in football if you go back from the right. beginning
3: to the end. You had to fight tooth and nail to beat a 7th seed at home, and then you were asleep at halftime against Detroit at home, and then you had to recover to win that one. So maybe it's because of those two games that has us thinking that, you know, they're not as sharp as they were earlier in the year. Um,
2: let's go to Scott and Vallejo. Hey, Scott, you're on with Willard and Dibbs. What you doing, man? What's
7: going on, Willie Dibbers? How you guys doing? We good. Nice. Hey, so this does not, just answer your guys' question, this does not cement Shanahan's legacy, what happens here, unless he blows a 30-point halftime lead. And <laughs> I wanted to talk prop bets. You Let's guys, go. There's some ridiculous prop bets that should be talked about, at least laughed about. If you go on Bovada, Bovada collects, selects football, and uh, and uh, requested wagers, you you will find some of the most outrageous bets available. They got uh, one of them is, is the only one that has a title. It's called Taylor Sniff. And in this in this prop bet, Chiefs win. They go to the White House. Taylor Swift goes with them. Taylor Swift endorses Joe Biden, where he is seen smelling her hair. <laughs> Taylor Sniff. And what are the what are the odds, Scott? Oh, plus you're a plus ten thousand on that puppy. Plus
2: ten thousand. I get it.
7: No, but but that one. I, the, what's sad is all those things can actually happen. And if you go down a little further, there's one for plus a hundred thousand. And this is this is as ridiculous as it gets. That's why I want to bring it up. Okay. So they're saying, okay, aliens invade Las Vegas. The game ends in a tie. Plus a hundred thousand. Yeah, I saw that, that. one. That's a real bet being offered.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah, I'm in. I mean, some people think aliens are are already walking among us, and I don't think that you can disprove it, actually. I can't disprove the, the, the idea that you're an alien. Well, you know. I'm just saying.
3: Thanks, Scott. It's possible. You're probably more likely to be AI than me. Maybe. With your voice and, you know. <laughs> Your perfectly manicured I mean, eyebrows and the rest se-
2: of it. Oh, I just got a haircut, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, thank you, great clips. Yeah, anyway, nice. um, pay you, it right. You, like, uh, I mean, you've seen Men in Black. Sometimes the aliens just look like us. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes they look like a uh, a pug.
3: And I wonder if the aliens would want to actually stop the game and have it end in a tie. If you're going to imprint your your alien ways on society, I don't know if that's the way I would go about doing it. Um, it'd be uh, it'd be more dramatic not. if you like vaporized Patrick Mahomes in the pocket or something <laughs> like that, <laughs> or singed off Taylor Andy's Swift mustache, just flying
2: down from a suite, just levitating, and then, that would uh, be Dua Lipa. Yeah, th- thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you, and you know what it would be? It'd be a levitation sensation. Yes, it Let's would. Go. Let's I'm go. I'm ready for three. Cha-ching!
3: Let's go. Let's F
2: go. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> warming <laughs> it up. Curtis in Pleasant Hill.
8: Hi, Curtis. Hey, what up, man? How you doing? Good, man. What's cooking? Uh, I just want to talk about Kyle Shanahan. I think personally that this game is huge for him just because of being saved last week by Brock Purdy. I think that game only, we only won because of Brock Purdy and uh, Christian McCaffrey. I don't think Kyle Shanahan had anything to do with that win, honestly. And if he doesn't do something this week, I don't, I don't believe in him too much. Wow. Okay. Curtis, that's interesting to me. Um, First of all, you made two
2: statements there. Let's start with the first one. You give Kyle no credit for what happened in the second half of the game last week, even though, I mean, yes, Purdy's out there and some of them were breakdown plays, but Kyle is calling all of those plays, and he's been saddled with the label as the guy who can't come from behind in the second half his entire 49ers career. He finally does, and you give him no credit?
8: I mean, like I said, I don't think they came back because of him. I think they came back because of Brock Purdy.
2: And then your second statement, if he doesn't win this game, you don't believe in him very much. A head coach who is being called uh, the the owner of a system so great that half the league could quarterback it, and he's been to four NFC title games in five years and two Super Bowls, and, and, and you're not convinced.
8: Well, I guess I, that does come down to him in a coaching aspect, but a lot of it's also drafting. They they did a great job drafting. They did a great job bringing in people for him. Hmm. And so you can only do so much with what you're given and I think that, you know, he has such a great team that it's hard for him not to get to like the MSC championship.
2: Um who do you think is drafting those offensive players?
8: I presume it's the GM.
2: Yeah. It it it's not really, but I get where you're coming from, Curtis. Thanks so much. Um, look, all of the picks are in theory a collaboration sensation. That's a buck, yeah. There's there's no doubt about that. But but every, <laughs> everything we know and actually re, like a, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. Really cool article, Football Morning in America with Peter King is out. And he, he referenced it last week on our show that he was going to write about the process of drafting Brock Purdy and how that came together. And if you go read that, you will see the imprint that Kyle Shanahan has, particularly on the offensive players who are selected. And so um, he's got the final say when it comes to an offensive player that gets selected. Debo Samuel, that has Kyle's handprints for sure, all over it. Brandon Ayuk, Kyle's handprints are all over it. And whether it was meant to be or not, Brock Purdy's got Kyle's handprints all over it. All over it.
3: Yeah, and he, in Peter King's column, and he laid it out in our segment with him last week, that was one that he kind of put his foot down and told the people in the room, yes, I know that we have other quarterbacks, but we're going to Absolutely draft another quarterback, and we're going to take this quarterback because if we don't draft him, he won't come here. He'll go elsewhere, and turned out Kyle needed him more than he even thought in that day. Uh, Peter King with us last week on Shanahan
2: fighting for Purdy on draft day.
4: Kyle Shanahan, when they were trying to decide what they were going to do, he said in that room, I love this quarterback. This is the guy I want to take. And so all of a sudden, a chorus of other coaches come up and say, oh, man, we we need this linebacker. We need this receiver. We need, This guy is going to help us. We got two quarterbacks already. You just traded three ones last year to pick Trey Lance. Who cares about a quarterback and if we lose him? It doesn't matter. But Kyle Shanahan and the management of this team made a decision that I'm telling you ticked off some people in that room when they took Brock Purdy because who has any idea about a quarterback from Iowa State? (laughs) However, Kyle Shanahan knew one thing, and it was the most important thing, and it was the reason why he ended up taking Brock Purdy with the 262nd and final pick in the draft. And he knew that Brock Purdy was not going to sign with the 49ers in free agency. He knew it. So he said, if we want this guy, if I love him so much, uh, we got to pick him." So they picked him, And obviously they lost out on a couple of guys who might've made their team because every year there's one or two or three guys who is an undrafted rookie who comes in on all teams in the NFL and makes the team. But, I think uh, the coaches who are arguing against that are pretty happy this evening that <laughs> Kyle Shanahan got his back up and said hey we're taking Brock Purdy
2: okay so it's a lot uh, of you in there 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 were a couple of huh, yeah <laughs> totally. I had a couple of those in there you know gotta let them know you're listening yeah but anyway I, I, I mean I get it this wasn't supposed to be the way that it all played out however you you get to choose which way you want to do this, you either can give, I guess, no credit and no blame to Kyle Shanahan for the quarterbacking situation, or you can give all credit and all blame. And that's what I choose to do. Of course. Yeah, he's got to wear the fact that, that, that he drafted Trey Lance and traded all kinds of assets, and it was a massive mistake. But, therefore, he also gets credit for wiggling out of that with something that was worthy of a magician, and he was the one who stood on the table and said, Brock Purdy's got to be on this football team. Now you're back
3: in the Super Bowl. Right, and if you win the Super Bowl, then it becomes akin to the famous Steve Young run where Lon Simmons is on the call <laughs> and Steve Young gets away. Gets away he again! gets away again! <laughs> and that's kind of what this feels like because Kyle Shanahan has rumbled, bumbled, and stumbled, yet... He's still on his feet, and you're in the Super Bowl. So did he make a massive mistake by trading three first to get Trey Lance? Absolutely. Does it no longer matter? Talk to me on Monday. Talk to me in a week. Because if they win this game and he brings the Lombardi home, yeah, it's a mistake, but who cares if it's a mistake?
2: I was at that game. You were the Steve Young get,
3: gets away again. Uh, Lon Simmons. I've answered
2: the question. What a call! A couple of times when people say like, "What's the greatest sort of moment that you've seen live?" Yeah, and the brain scrambles because you're like, "Okay, oh, you right." I mean, and we're lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go to a lot of we go to a lot of events. That one. Might be my answer. It yeah. has been my answer before. Steve Young against the Vikings and that run. Uh, yeah, I was at about. Right. The, I was at the twenty-six yard line. For okay. That yeah, with my dad. That's so great. Yeah.
3: For me, the answer, and especially non-championship moments. Yes. The answer for me is always over Kirilenko. Oh. Because <laughs> I was I was on the other end. And that is the, that's the moment for me. That's the one non-championship moment.
2: Um, the San Francisco Sheriff's Office countdown to kick-off clock says we are six days, zero hours, thirty-three minutes, and thirty-two seconds away from the big game. And we're presented by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. If you want to get in on Shanahan, Purdy, or any Super Bowl thoughts, do it now, 888 at 957 is the number. And in a half hour, the Willard and Dibs Super Bowl party hits the Odyssey app and YouTube. We invite you to join us. This is Willard and Dibs.
3: The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Zenni, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at
1: zenni.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.